0: hello and welcome to lord of the rings minute the daily podcast where we analyze the movie the two towers one dramatic monologue at a time i'm hello and welcome to lord of the rings minute the daily podcast where we analyze the movie the two towers one over dramatic voiceover at a time i'm cassandra Fredrickson.
1: i'm norman mitchell
0: and today we'll be talking about minute 134 which starts with galadriel saying he senses the ring is close he being Sauron and ends with her saying it is close now very repetitive it's a very strange um couplet of lines to begin and end the minute with
1: right when they're not exactly talking about the same thing
0: i mean she kind of is
1: but she's talking about like the physical closeness of the ring and then she's talking about
0: the ring itself the,
1: like no she's ta- she's yeah she's kind of talking about the ring itself but she's also kind of talking about like the the metaphysical end of the journey
0: Because it could just
1: end at any moment if Faramir decides to take the ring.
0: The young captain of Gondor.
1: He hasn't been named yet. Right.
0: I do like that we see his face right at the, like, the timing is very well done.
1: Yeah. The the editing of
0: that. Where we, um, she's talking about the young captain of Gondor and we see his face.
1: And he turns and he doesn't quite look at the camera. He, like, looks slightly behind him. Yeah. Like he, almost like he senses something about what's going on. He is
0: the only one not wearing a mask, like for sure. All the other uh, archers and and people with him are wearing this, at least like a handkerchief or something over their face. But he is maskless, which seems odd that the leader of this group would not also be wearing a mask. Because He he is the most important person
1: all right, let me let me give you a counter argument to that. Okay. He's the one who needs to be able to most clearly give commands. A mask hinders this.
0: Uh just use hand signals.
1: They use bird calls. We already know this.
0: Just just use hand signals.
1: You can't always see each other in the woods.
0: They're in a line. Yeah. They're going to their bat cave.
1: I suppose. But that's my thinking, is his voice needs to be able to be clear immediately, as quickly as possible, if, like, something needs to go down. So he's not wearing a mask.
0: He's also, like, pretty. And a main character, so I understand the meta reasons, but it's just a little strange to me.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, like, you, you actually see that in movies quite a bit, where there's, like, SWAT teams or, like, special forces. The guy in charge tends to not be wearing a mask, yeah, it makes no sense, well, it's because he's the guy that needs to talk.
0: All of your people should be incognito, especially the leader, because he's the leader.
1: I don't know, man. I'm just telling you like I know the reason for that, and I'm pretty sure that that's like a real world thing too like the the guy who's in charge doesn't wear a face mask, even if he wears like other facial protection. Like, sometimes the guy in charge, if he's got to be able to shout clear instructions, doesn't wear, like, the lower part, unless it's a gas mask, and then he has to.
0: Mm. Because if you're going
1: into a situation where you need a gas mask, you just need a gas mask. (laughs) That's just how it is. I guess
0: the leader's dead. (laughs) Whoops. I am the leader now. The quest. Oh, man. The quest. Because of classic Doctor Who... Every time someone says the quest with any sort of dramatic flair, I automatically want to finish it with "Is the quest?" Are those
1: from the same story?
0: Makes no freaking sense whatsoever. What? What do you mean?
1: I am the leader now. No,
0: that's um from They're, the Solarians, oh, okay. which They're is Cartuy, and the quest is the quest is from a Tom Baker story called Underworld,
1: mm. uh,
0: which is real bad.
1: You just quote those so often in so close proximity, I just assume they're from the same story. I
0: do not quote The Quest is the Quest nearly as much as I quote, I am the leader now. <laughs> I am the, the leader. leader now. <laughs> With, like, the most dramatic 70s kazoo music, it's pretty choice. I love Dr. Who. Wrong show. Uh-
1: <laughs> Good thing you also have a podcast you talk about Dr. Who on.
0: Right. I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about in this minute.
1: So this is the the second time like so this makes what just happened with Arwen and Elrond like really clear in my mind. He actually did show her these things like flat out
0: because he foresees them?
1: Because he can foresee things. He has the gift of prophecy. That's what Galadriel implies here. He just, like, pretty much he just says that he has the gift of prophecy.
0: But, I mean, prophecies aren't always or, like, hardly ever correct in the way that people think they are. You know what I mean? Right.
1: I mean, and we, we, like, talked about this and, like, talked about that scene in Return of the King where, like, she sees the child. And I still don't know where it is, but... Just poking around, I happened upon a recommended clip on YouTube, because Google is always listening, uh, of that scene from Return of the King.
0: Wait, are you serious? Yeah. That's scary.
1: When I was editing an episode, I, uh, I, I just was opening up YouTube when I was waiting for things to finish processing, and it had that in the recommended area. Like, it had that scene from Return of the King. Oh, my God. And in that scene... She confronts him about, like, you. that's what you saw, but you also saw that kid, didn't you? And he's just like, I did, but it was becoming very weak in the vision, is basically what he says. It seemed uncertain. So, like, Elrond can just straight Boo. up see the future.
0: Boo. Boo this man.
1: Right? So, like, Elron can just see the future, apparently, and share his visions with people.
0: That's really handy and also kind of crappy.
1: Right. Because, like, the burden of an oracle is, like, how much do you share and how much will it change yeah. things?
0: It's like Garnet from Steven Universe.
1: Right. You know, she but tells... she's,
0: like, way more wholesome and helpful than Elrond will ever hope to be.
1: Yeah, but St- yeah, but Steven just, like, ruins it. He, like, <laughs> just... The, the first episode of the Future Vision is great and Steven has Steven can't handle it.
0: Well, yeah, because it's the future.
1: It it cripples him with horrible anxiety.
0: <laughs> He's like 12. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one can handle it. She's like over 2,000. <laughs> right,
1: she's like 12,000. Uh... But yeah, so like Elrond can just see the future. So like...
0: All right.
1: He knew Frodo was going to take the ring probably.
0: One of you must do this pointed look at Frodo. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> side-eyes Frodo.
0: What if Frodo hadn't? Like, he he sees the future, but up to a point, right?
1: Right, and like, he, based on what he says to Arwen in Return of the King, like, he clearly understands that sometimes his visions are incorrect.
0: Then why did he do that to her?
1: Because he's trying to get her on the what boat. A dick. Yeah. But this is just, like, straight-up confirmation in the text of the movie that Elrond sees the future. Yeah. Like, legit sees the future.
0: The... This is
1: elven mysticism.
0: The quest will take his life. I mean... Ha- if your zombie Frodo hypothesis is correct...
1: And it already has.
0: that, But that was not the quest. That was pre-quest.
1: Is it, though, really? Like... yes. No, it's still him journeying with the ring. It's still it's, him as a ring bearer.
0: But it's like, I don't know. It's and like if Elrond pre, can see, pre proper like like quest proper.
1: All right, I'll do you. I'll do you one here. Mission Let, let's let's quest keep going. Let's keep let's keep thing. digging down this digging down these this hole. Okay. So, if Elrond has the gift of foresight, yes, right, and he could see. Some aspect of Frodo being a ring bearer in his his visions. Does that mean that he just foresaw when the time was right, like when Frodo was close enough to Rivendell, that sending Arwen out to get him would have worked, but he had to wait until it was close enough that he would make it, he would survive? Um, So like he timed sending Arwen out of Rivendell to get Frodo? To a point that, like, he saw when Frodo would be close enough to Rivendell.
0: I thought that Arwen... Arwen's not there originally because of Frodo, I thought.
1: Like in the book?
0: In the movie. She just, like, shows up. And if she was out there explicitly to get Frodo, I feel like she would go directly to Frodo instead of flirting with her boyfriend first.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Priorities. <laughs> you gotta flirt with her
0: Priorities! Vigo. Get the ring bearer.
1: F- flirt with Vigo Mortensen.
0: Yeah, okay. But, like...
1: You gotta find... If, the,
0: if, if, okay. If- they're
1: moving. Like, so here's the thing. We don't know if Arwen is, can psychically communicate at great distance, but Elrond and Galadriel sure as hell can. Right. But we don't know if Elrond can do that with somebody else, or if Galadriel is, like, the, the focal point of this this psychic drum circle.
0: But i don't, Obviously, Elrond can if he's able to let Arwen see his visions.
1: Yeah, we don't know the limits of like is that his just ability because to broadcast
0: related
1: or in the same room. Okay. So, like,
0: do you think that then when Elrond is telling Gandalf about a
1: he's showing him? He's
0: showing him him saying, and that's why it's in Elrond's no.
1: voice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe.
0: So every Elrond flashback...
1: Is him psychically projecting the image directly into the person he's talking to's mind.
0: That is both useful and a curse, again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, like, so that scene in Return of the King is, in part, perhaps, like, confirmation that Arwen has inherited this power from her father, the power of foresight. Because she sees that vision just in the woods.
0: She's just chilling.
1: She's on her way to, to the ships and she sees that vision and then she turns around just incredibly angry.
0: Oh yeah. Dad lied.
1: So maybe her seeing Aragorn in the water was a vision from the night before. Maybe that takes place the night before Aragorn is saved by Brego. And what we see is her vision of the occurrence.
0: I don't follow. Because it
1: just tran it just goes from like Brago finding Aragorn to To Arwen. To Arwen laying in bed at night. Yeah. And it like does this like dreamy, wobbly transition around that scene. So is that maybe supposed to communicate to us that this is Arwen's vision of that happening? And not like a a live connection to the moment.
0: So she's seeing it before it happens or after the fact? Before it happens. Okay.
1: And this takes place the night before that.
0: But then what... Because
1: this is night.
0: What is that, like, kiss then? From Because that that is from Aragorn's point of view.
1: Is it though, really?
0: Uh, yeah. I
1: don't know. Because we're
0: following Aragorn up until that point.
1: Right. But, like, I don't... I still don't necessarily buy that that's, like, a live interaction between the two of them. And not, like, a holdover from a spell or a weird vision or something of the like. Because generally the movie is better about communicating to us when, like, magic like that is happening. And that's less clear than other places where magic is happening.
0: But this... This moment tells us
1: immediately afterwards, basically, Elrond was showing her the future.
0: But it's not like... Um, it's not explicit enough for me like Mm -hmm. it's not spelling it out and i was just ragging on the movie for being too heavy-handed with the exposition but with like the crazy magic stuff you have to be
1: i mean i've always felt like this is pretty clear
0: i have i mean how many times have we seen this like stretch of five minutes at this point This is the first time I've ever considered that.
1: I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Elrond can see the future, man. Okay. So I I think that, like, there is the possibility that sending out Arwen happened because Elrond saw Frodo's approach.
0: Or Arwen was just, I don't know, She's not
1: outranging. That's not what she really, like, does. That's the only time in the movie where she's dressed for that ordeal. And, I mean, they admit in the in the commentaries that when they wrote Fellowship and, like, filmed all the stuff for Fellowship, they had a different conception in mind for what, like, Arwen was going to do for the rest of the trilogy. Mm -hmm. And then they changed their mind when they started filming more of Two Towers after they cut Fellowship together, after they put it out to print. That's why Arwen doesn't show up in Helm's Deep in the final cut of the movie. Because they decided to change her from, like, being the warrior princess to... Much more of, like, just a distant, inspirational figure.
0: Yeah, but, like, Warrior Princess Arwen is everything.
1: And yet it's not actually
0: what we get. And, like, as much as I... Liv Tyler is beautiful, no matter what she's doing. Whether it be riding a horse or crying. But I much prefer her being active than, you know, crying
1: Right. I mean, she cries beautifully.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Like, and it looks, I don't know, like effortless and completely natural, which is incredibly difficult to do.
0: Like the single beautiful tear.
1: Because a lot of times it's very easy to look at someone crying for dramatic effect and be like, oh, that doesn't look legitimate at all. But it, Liv Tyler just seems to be able to sell it. Mm -hmm. So kudos to that, I guess. But, like, so much of what Elrond does, thrown into the context of the fact that he sees, he can see the future in little snippets, like, changes the way you can look at certain events across the whole trilogy and why he does things the way he does. So, maybe this in no way excuses what he does, but one could make the argument that maybe he He shoves Arwen away like this because he knows in the end she's going to be happier, having solidly made the choice and seen her future properly.
0: What? She already made her choice. Both Elrond and Aragorn are meddling in her like will. She's already made her choice. She's already stuck with it. She's only leaving because her father guilted her into it. Yeah. And the fact that Elrond pushed aragorn to break up with her before this happens means that elrond had the vision and he saw the kid and he's just like um pass i'm gonna
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know this part of the vision feels really strong i don't believe that part Yeah, yeah no kid
0: um aragorn doesn't make it so just you'll be real sad yeah Because all of that stuff is, like we established, before the Fellowship sets out. Yeah. That's like months ago. Yeah. And Elrond was just like, hey, you need to stop.
1: But apparently he can see like 120 years into the future, so.
0: Whatever. What is 120 years to him?
1: Uh, The lifespan of a housefly.
0: (laughs) That's like, I don't know. That's like looking into the... Forecast for next week, I guess.
1: Right, this is the five day forecast. Oh, my daughter's gonna have a kid.
0: <laughs> well, 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 well.
1: Uh, how about no? <laughs>
0: I'm
1: gonna cross that off the calendar real quick.
0: Oh man, we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Uh, pff, Elrond, like right.
1: Cate Blanchett, once again, just delivering beautiful voiceover. This is just what she's been paid to do most of the time she's present in these tri- in this trilogy. It's,
0: it's uh, like, it's effective. I love her performance as Galadriel in Fellowship. This, I feel like, is such a waste of Cate Blanchett. <laughs>
1: so, I'll like, say it. So, this... The first part of this, talking about the army, is is really redundant, given how quickly this is after seeing the army. Right. But the rest of this is, like, pretty decent catch-up for people who maybe don't pay super close attention to things. And directly reestablishing the threat of the ring before we get back to Frodo and Sam's storyline. Mm-hmm. Because it's been a while since we've established the threat of the ring. And she says something that I think is really interesting in this monologue it's like we we all took the risk and you could you you could say that she's just talking about entrusting the ring to frodo right but she could also be talking about her and elrond and gandalf as ring bearers too like using the power of those rings is a risk in general of any of the rings of power
0: yeah because isn't her um, psychic stuff linked to her ring or is that
1: just elf magic
0: just crazy elf magic i'm not 100 percent sure
1: i i think it's something that the elves just do okay though she's the she's the ring of water
0: isn't it adamant yeah is that water
1: i think she's
0: i thought elrond was water no, Elrond is air.
1: Yeah, and she's watering that's Gandalf's why, fire.
0: That's why water horses are confusing.
1: Right. That's why I always think Elrond has the, the ring of water. Because and it's a blue ring. It's the sapphire ring. Is Elrond's. And then Galadriel's is like diamond, adamant, and Gandalf's is a ruby.
0: Okay.
1: So she has she has the ring of water. You would think that the person with the power associated with water would be the would be the person with oracle powers and like she does. She 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 does with the the, right, but that's like a magic item. That's like a like an artifact.
0: But is that amplified by her ring, or is possibly a separate future telling bullshit?
1: Right. This is look into my crystal ball. Right. It it it's
0: not a crystal ball because the Palantirs are evil. Right.
1: Palantir's are not evil.
0: They have been corrupted to no, no, an no. evil purpose. No no.
1: There's just one jackass in the neighborhood who prank calls everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pick up your phone without this guy giving you a call and he asking if your refrigerator's running. Right.
0: You better go catch it. Yuck yuck yuck.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Only it's the eye of Sauron, and he's going <laughs> <"Bah!"> <laughs> That's all it does.
1: I don't, it just, like, hisses and crackles.
0: I mean, we established that he's a balloon, right? So. Yeah.
1: He's just losing air. He's <laughs> just full of hot air. Hey. Finger guns.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Galadriel, can Galad- does Galadriel have the crazy future mind powers, or is it just the orc the, the mirror or is it also tied into her water ring
1: right but if she could do that without the mirror wouldn't she have
0: it's more impressive with a prop i mean things that were
1: things that are
0: (laughs) things that have not yet come to pass and some things that have not yet come to pass
1: what are you anxious about? That means the like the funniest oh, thing. Oh yeah, super made.
0: super relatable. But yeah, no, this is like a waste of Kate Blanchett. It's beautifully done, but like, what a waste.
1: I really like the over-the-shoulder look when she switches from like when it switches from her talking like psychically to when she actually says the words "the quest." Mm. I think that's actually a... That's a really well-framed shot, speaking of, like, shots of Mm close-ups. And she looks, like, slightly more, like, ragged and desperate in that frame compared to the other frames when she's speaking psychically.
0: We don't see her when she's speaking. You see,
1: like, the close-ups and, like, the zoom away from her face, like, in last minute? Okay. And I think that she looks a little more, like, washed out when we see that turnaround look when she says when she actually utters the words the quest
0: but and, it's the same conversation though so why would
1: no i think they were reusing shots of her from fellowship for the first part oh so i think the makeup's a little different
0: oh okay
1: and there's like the galadriel lights in her eyes yeah but so that her makeup looks a little different on that like turn when she actually says the words to quest maybe it's the lighting but i think it's the makeup i think it looks different and it's probably and i mean i would assume it's on purpose because that's to show us all the like hazy magical stuff and then it's just like all right we're we're going to get serious for a second here
0: well it's it's uh it's done on pickups right so i mean they yeah. they were shot very different days days apart
1: months weeks yeah, years, years. <laughs> and uh frodo and Sam are in full face masks mm-hmm. because that's totally how you blindfold people it just hides the doubles it was just like ah we'll just we'll just put a big old a whole face mask on the doubles
0: just put a bag over their head or something
1: right why couldn't it have just been a bag that would have looked less silly to me the the full face blindfold just looks really silly. <laughs> But I guess, like, the idea is, well, we don't have blindfolds for children. Right. We're carrying around these bandanas for full-size men. We're just gonna tie these around their faces. Can you breathe? I don't care. No.
0: Clearly they do care. Because if they didn't, they would have just killed them instead of taking them prisoner.
1: Right. What is... If you're Faramir, why would you bother taking these two prisoner?
0: Well, it's an anomaly, so you're going to question them.
1: They already tried to kind of sell their case, so... Unless your plan is to torture them for information, I don't think you're going to get... Like, would you really think you're going to get anything else out of these two?
0: I don't know, maybe. Maybe that is his plan. That's why he takes them to the creepy cave. Maybe. Cave of Wonders.
1: (laughs) I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't... (laughs) I don't think this... There's a
0: giant tiger... (laughs) Like a lamp.
1: Find a flying carpet. <laughs> I don't. The flying I don't carpet think so. just a Nazgul.
0: <laughs> it's
1: just a Nazgul.
0: It
1: it shrieks like a naskal.
0: It's all stretched out. It's just like the tattered black. <laughs> it's just the cloak. Rope. Yeah.
1: But you can sit on it and it flies. <laughs> That's like a Dementor, like just an Rites. animated cloak.
0: Right, on wings. It's just Gollum on a magic, On a magic carpet.
1: Gollum uh, on a magic carpet ride. <laughs> just Andy Circus screaming.
0: Oh, man. It's just a whole new world in the Gollum voice.
1: Singing to the ring.
0: Ha
1: ha. They're singing to Frodo. <laughs> Or you know, just singing back and forth with himself. Yes. Just Gollum and Smeagol. <laughs> just singing the, both parts of a whole new world.
0: We haven't seen Smeagol in a while.
1: I haven't seen Gollum in a while. That's true. It's been longer since we've seen Gollum. But yeah, we haven't we haven't seen Smeagol since Frodo and Sam got nabbed. Yeah. This uh this montage minute continues. Mm-hmm.
0: Into tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Just, it is close now.
0: So close. Spoilers, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so, we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Check us out there. Check out our Facebook listener group, The Fellowship of the Mike. Uh, give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Please and thank you. And we'll be back tomorrow to finish out the week with Galadriel's voiceover
1: and the young captain of Gondor. Uh,
0: Yes. Bye.
1: Bye.